Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage with David Dijanovic. Uh, Lindsay Ayer going to join us in just a moment. Uh, I, you know, we're so close to the end of the legislative session. I feel the excitement and the buzz in the air. Uh, I'm kind of jealous that she gets to be up there because it is an exciting, uh, what are they, at about 24? No, a little more than that. But it, it the session closes tomorrow night at midnight. We will be up there live, not you and I, but Jeff Kaplan, Boyd Matheson, reporting live from the Hill from 1 o'clock tomorrow on. You say you're a little jealous? Yeah, a little. Because I, I can it's guarantee fun. you Lindsay Ertz would switch places no. with basically <laughs> a it's cockroach at this point fun. after 44 yeah, days of chaos. In a long time, but I do remember it is a lot of it's a lot of excitement uh, those last few hours. Uh, but let's back up and figure out where we're at with some pieces of legislation that Dave and I have uh, reported on and talked to you about, which is, and let's start with the HOV lane um, and pregnant women being allowed to use it, even if they don't have any anything other than their, their, the baby in the belly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this legislation died a few weeks ago, so okay. we are not going to see this law uh, come to fruition this year. One of the main arguments is that it, it could impact federal funding that we get from the U.S. government in terms of highway transportation money. And oh. so the federal government could come back and say, uh, we don't like this. That's not allowed. So that was one of the main sticking points too, um, Yeah, for this law passing. But uh, the other piece of it is some people are just calling it a messaging bill. And um, it, it, it remains to be seen whether or not it is. But nonetheless, it's not going to move forward this year. Hmm. Go figure. I, I never would have mark that on my bingo card that the federal government would care whether or not we allow pregnant well, people uh, just to just to to add a final thought on that is my thought if these troopers who are pulling people over for speeding in the HOV lane which I totally advocate for because usually those speeders are right on my back bumper and trying to knock me out of the HOV lane like we're in some sort of video super game. super passing lane, yeah. Yeah, I felt bad for them if, if they were to pull me over as an almost 56-year-old woman and I said, you know what, I'm pregnant. And then, and then it's like, they, what, where are they going to go with that? So it gets troopers off the hook from having to oh, yeah, ask that uncomfortable so happy. question. Uncomfortable yeah, question. So of, are you really pregnant? Uh, let's talk about uh, the sales tax on food. I saw there were some new developments on that. Yeah, so there has been some development um, in the last couple of days. First of all, taking off the food sales tax has been rolled into the big tax bill, the omnibus tax bill. That's up on Capitol Hill, if you call it that. Some people are calling that. But the bill removes the um, removes the state portion of the sales tax on food if voters approve amending Utah's constitution to say income tax does not have to fund only education and a few other needs that it's required to fund right now. And education groups have not been supportive of this because they want their funding constitutionally protected, meaning not just that their funding is required to be funded in the Constitution, but that the Constitution requires what is funded and how much. Now, lawmakers have said that we don't put um, percentages in the Constitution, and I'm trying to figure out if that's just them saying that or if that's something that's really like against 
against the law. I don't know <laughs> that. Is it against the Constitution to put or, percentages in the Constitution? I, okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, there's well, a lot of things that need to be sorted through. But the main yeah. thing is, for, I guess the takeaway for me is don't expect that, you know, next summer when you're going to the grocery store for the sales tax on food to be repealed. It's going to be there for a while until this other issue is worked through. Yeah, so the state portion of the sales tax on food won't come off until all of this potentially happens. So voters would have to approve this in 2024, and then the state portion of the sales tax on food would come off in 2025. Now, just one new piece that I'll be reporting on today, you guys, is that there is new language in this bill to get rid of the earmark for education. And this new language, it has yet to be adopted by lawmakers, but it is proposing that the Constitution has to require that in law, lawmakers have to fund education and adjust it for inflation and enrollment growth and all those things. But one member of the State Board of Education is telling me that the current language does not protect the money constitutionally because laws are subject to change every year and legislature, the legislature, and that could also affect how much they get. So uh, this member of the State Board of Education that I spoke with, um, she just wants that funding protected in the constitution and this language right now at least on its face value does not appear to do that so she is one member of the state board of education who's opposed to this there are many other stakeholders involved and the state board as a whole may have a different position than her but it's clear that not all education members are on board with what this new language says lindsay Ertz is the ksl news radio political reporter uh, and as you finish up the final day, and I guess this is the penultimate day, uh, let's talk about all-day kindergarten. Where did that land? Yeah, so all-day kindergarten has passed the legislature, just needs a um, signature by the governor. It's likely that that will come. We haven't heard any indications that he's going to uh, oppose that or, or potentially veto that. There's funding in the, in the state budget for the program, and One thing that I think just needs to be cleared up is that um, some districts, some school districts are ready and rip-roaring to go with all-day kindergarten. They have space, they have the teachers, they have the staff, they're ready to go. They want full-day kindergarten. Others, it may take them some time to get set up. Mm. You know, if you're a mom right now and you have a kindergartner going in the fall, you're thinking, well, can I send her? Can I not? Do I need to find childcare? So we are doing some reporting behind the scenes to try to figure out exactly who will have all-day kindergarten available in the fall. Some districts will, but others may not. So it's just going to depend on where you live and uh, whether or not your program's ready to go. Important to note for people who aren't totally familiar with this piece of legislation that it is optional. In fact, kindergarten itself is optional, but a lot of parents, probably most parents, opt their child in, and that right now generally is um, half-day But now they have this option to do full day once the governor signs this legislation and once their school gets their full day kindergarten program up and running. Yeah, exactly. Um, So there's more details to find out about exactly which districts do what and who's going to offer it and who's not. So all of that will hopefully come out with the education districts over the summer. You know, we have some time still. But but parents right now, I mean, I I have a, a... a preschooler who is going to be in kindergarten another year, but you're asking, you have to either apply for your yeah. preschool right now or send them, like you have to apply in like February That's for a preschool good point. or you lose your spot. So you need to know whether your kindergartner can go to all day kindergarten. That's going to determine your child care. Wow. I hadn't even thought about that. Liz. Uh, Lindsay. 
Thank you. Good job. Um, Look forward to your reports throughout the day here. Um, I'll be tuning in, as I always do, not only to Boyd's show, but also to Jeff Kaplan's um, afternoon news. Maria Chaleos is joining us next. I know she's got more coverage coming from Utah's Capitol Hill. And the the all-day kindergarten option is intriguing. And does it potentially get some parents excited about the idea of being able to get their child out of daycare, which they're probably paying a lot of money, and into an all-day option. But then they find out that their school can't offer it yet or or isn't in a spot to offer it yet. There, there's a lot of things that are going to have to happen. Number one, schools are going to have to have the space, the rooms, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're going to essentially double its size because you have an afternoon and a morning kindergarten, you'd have to double the classroom size. You'll have to be able to hire enough kindergarten teachers. Mm -hmm. This is, this is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, So let's make sure we have enough rooms, have enough teachers. Oh yeah. And that's across the entire state. I think this is going to be pretty, pretty tough to implement certainly by next year. Uh, the legislation that we didn't get a chance to talk to Linz about, has to, uh, we want to talk about next with KSL at Night host Taylor Morgan. It has to do with restrictions on social media, age limitations on, on who can sign up and who has parental permission. Uh, we're going to get him on the line next because he's been tracking that legislation for us. And also there's a, been a big announcement from TikTok about a time limit on their apps for kids. That, I'll give you the time limit uh, when we return in about four minutes.